welcome to the Cedar House Church Sermon of the Week. Our desire is to remain in God's presence, explore His passions, and supply tools that serve and inspire our city. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to talk today about mothers, right? God made women really special, didn't he? Right? Like, pretty amazing. Why don't you just turn to the women around you and tell them how amazing they are. Something unique, just, that, just about them. Now tell them something really unique, something authentic. No pressure. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, really, God made women, and women are so amazing. They're so unique. We're different than men. We have similarities with each other. We have differences than each other, and I think it's just awesome. I love studying God's creation. I love studying how he created men, how he created women, how he created nature, because it always points back to him, and I get to know him more. So while today is all about mothers, it's really learning more about God, because we are made in his image. So the more we learn about what he created, we're really learning more about him. Isn't that good? That's why you can go outside, and you can look at the sky, you can look at animals, you can watch kids play, and you can feel the love of God. You can get to know God more. The Bible's great. I think it's needed. But you can see God in everything because he designed everything. And you can't miss him when you look at what he made. Isn't that good? It just makes him so easy, so accessible. He's everywhere and in everything. I love that. I love that about God. So I believe that all women are mothers. Whether you birth kids or not, you are a mother. If you are a woman, you are a mother. It's written on your heart. It's God's design for you. You are a mother. Now, if you birth babies, you just get a lot of constant opportunity to mother. Like nonstop. All the time. I remember when my best friend, she got married at 19, and I was like, really? But then she started having kids, and I wasn't even married. And she, I remember when she told me, she was like, they never, they never go away. <laughs> it's constant. And I was thinking like, like, yeah, I nanny, and I leave. And that's really, really good. I don't know how moms do it, but we do. Somehow, we do. And it is a lot, and it is constant, but it is a gift. So... Whether you have kids or not, and you are a woman, you are a mother. So today's message is for you. It is for every female. And if you're a guy, don't check out, because this will help you know the people in your life who are females. It'll help you know God better by knowing how he designed women. Right? All right, so there's um, three things that I felt like God wants to do today in our hearts. The first thing is, I feel like he really wants to open our hearts to forgive. To open our hearts to forgive. The second thing is to open our hearts to be mothered. And the third thing is to mother, right? And it, it is in that order because if our hearts are not open and, for, and forgiveness flowing, if we have unforgiveness, we are locked out of love. And if we are locked out of love, we can't be mothered. 
And if we can't be mothered by God, we can't mother. And so it, it's very intentional that it's in that order, I think. And I really believe that God is going to move in our hearts today. I really believe the offenses, the pain, the disappointments that we have picked up in life, he is really going to speak to and heal and nurture in a way that each person needs uniquely. It's going to be good. Um, so I was praying about today's message, and I was asking God, like, prophetically, what do, you, what do you have? What are you doing on the earth? What can I share? And I heard God say this. I heard him say, I'm tipping my hand. And immediately I saw, um, as a kid, I used to play cards with my grandpa and my dad and my brothers all the time. My grandpa and my dad were, like, really serious, and we were just cutting up all the time. Like, they always had, like, the tally numbers, like, the sheet of points was this long. We play this game up the river, down the river. We'd go so many points, right? But my, my brothers and I, we just cut up. But when God said this, when he said, I'm tipping my hand, I knew what he was saying is, I'm revealing myself to you. And I'm going to re reveal myself to you in a way that's going to cause you to move differently. Because if I knew the cards in my grandpa's hand, if I could see their cards, I would move differently. I would play my cards differently. And I feel like he's inviting us in to see him in a new way, in an old way. He's spreading, um, our, he's opening our awareness of him. And it's, a, it's always an invitation. And so I want to say this. If God is tipping his hand to you, if he's revealing himself to you, and it feels like a fence, what are you going to do? See, offense comes, and we have two choices. We either take that offense and we insulate our heart more in our rightness and our pride and our religion, or we lay down our pride, we welcome God to tear down the walls of our religion, like Amber was singing, and we invite him in so we can know him more. Every time I feel offended, I tell myself, this is God knocking on my heart. This is God knocking on my heart, and I get to choose what to do with it. I can sit and stay right, or I can lay down that lower reality of right and go higher and see more. And so today, in this message, in your life, all the time, when you feel offended, because when we feel offended, don't we go like, it's them? Oh, but they don't know. If they just knew what I know, they wouldn't have said that or done that and I wouldn't feel offended. But I want to challenge you and encourage you, when you feel that offense, that is God knocking on your heart saying, I want to reveal more of myself to you. And I start with this because we need it. We need more of God. We want more of God. If we're going to forgive, if we're going to be mothered, if we're going to love others, it starts with letting God in. Amen? All right, I want to pray. And I want you to pray along with me. God, come and tear down the walls of religion on my heart. Come and tear down all the places where I think I know you. Because I want to know you more. I want to hear you rightly. I want to see you rightly. I welcome you to come and offend me. Let's all just say that. I welcome you to offend me. Okay, great. So... God is both male and female in nature. Offense is God knocking on your heart. 
I want to start in Genesis 1.26. It says this, Then God said, Let us make humans in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. That's good, right? So we've got Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All three said, let's make humans, male and female, in our image, in our likeness. Let's take us and put it in them. If you have your Bible, I encourage you to underline, highlight everywhere it says, us, them, our, we, male, female. It'll spread, it'll open your mind to understanding more of God, more of how he does things. In Genesis 2.18, it says this, The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. This is where woman gets made. Right? So I want to bring a little clarity to this word, helper. It's a very good word. Very good. The Hebrew derivative of this word means to save, to rescue, to be strong, to be opposite to him. It's like wings of a bird. One wing man, the other wing woman. Different. Equal. Okay? Also, the word helper is used to describe God. And God chose a word that he uses to describe himself to describe woman. That's really good, women. Let that speak to your hearts. God values helpers. He values how he created you. He put the design in himself in us women. So there's also a scripture in John 16, 7. And this is Jesus' value for helpers. Are you ready for this? Jesus in flesh, in person, standing in front of his disciples says, it's better that I leave so that the helper can come. It's better that I leave where your eyes can see me because the helper is going to come. It's better that Jesus isn't standing in front of us. How many pray all the time, like, just walk in the room and let me see you, Jesus. And he's like, no, I've got something better. It's called the helper. It's the Holy Spirit. Isn't that a hard one to take in? Am I the only one? Right? Like, I just, I'm like, Jesus, I just, if I could just touch you. And he's like, but I'm in here. But I'm even closer. I'm not leaving you orphaned. I'm sending you something even better to live inside of you, a helper. So now we see women and the Holy Spirit are both called helper. <laughs> Am I the only one excited about this? We are referred to as helper, and so is the Holy Spirit, God. This is so good. This is so good. Okay, so I'm going to give you three attributes of helpers. Helpers are wise. Pro Proverbs 4, 5 says this, get wisdom. Practice making good choices. Wisdom will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. 
If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. Holy Spirit is our helper and she is wisdom. Wisdom. The second attribute of a helper is comforter. Helpers are comforters. Helpers, they lead us to know Jesus more. They guide us in all truth. They testify to Jesus. They convict us. They bring, us, bring things to remembrance. Jesus said, I'm, I'm leaving you and I'm giving you the helper who will remind you of everything I've said and done, everything I've taught you. I love that about the helper, the comforter. The third thing is helpers are joyful. You guys didn't think I was going to do joyful, did you? It's not serious. Joyful. Aren't you so glad that our God is a God of joy? Like, come on. Not seriousness. That's not in there. Joy. Helpers are joyful. There's four scriptures I want to read over you, just in case you can't believe that God's a God of joy. We have to, like, force feed this to ourselves for some reason. Joy is so good, yet we're always choosing seriousness and performance. And God is a God of joy. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And you, become, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's our God. Not seriousness. A smile is like the opposite of seriousness, right? Do you ever think about like what your face looks like when you're worshiping? <laughs> it's usually like seriousness, right? Like, uh, like what are we thinking about when we're worshiping? Because if the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy, somewhere in our worship, we should be showing joy on our face. May I just give you that permission that God is joy and joy looks like this, not this, <laughs> not clenched eyebrows, right? Childlike, the chaos up front that swarms me every Sunday and I'm so thankful for it. I, I, every Sunday I'm like, this is, this is what Jesus wants. He wants us to be like this and it offends me. It offends me so much because I can't change my insides. It's like I'm willing. I'm like, oh, I know this is right. But it's uncomfortable. It's offensive because I don't yet know this part of him. But I'm, I'm open to it. And I'm laying down my walls. And I'm saying, take down all the things I, I think that you are. He's up here dancing. He's not in our serious, constipated-looking faces. All right. You guys are always welcome to come up front and join the children and me. You will get hit with hands and arms and scarves, whatever else they find to worship God with. All right. Back to helpers. All right. Um, I coach two soccer teams. 
first grade and fourth grade girls. And for the last two weeks, I've been asking them at practice, what do you love about moms? Because I knew I was going to be teaching. And I was, I was asking them, what do you love about moms? What do you love about your mom? And do you know the things that I kept hearing on repeat? That mom are helpers. Moms are comforters. Moms help me in life. They're wise. And moms are fun. This is what the kids said. I didn't prompt them. I just asked them what they liked. And that's what they said. Isn't that so good? I want to read a couple of things the, the kids said this. Um, my mommy comforts me. When I have bad dreams, mommy prays for me, and I feel better. When I'm scared, mommy holds me. Moms care. They take care of me. Moms help. Moms make me laugh. Moms are funny. They make life fun. I could tell the moms in here which ones were their kids saying it, because there's a few in here. That's amazing. That's what your kids say about you. Not the list of failures that we repeat over ourselves, right? They call us fun. I'm like, oh my gosh. I feel like I'm faking it all the time. I'm like, I'm fun, mom. I'm fun, mom. I'm fun, mom. I'm <laughs> Stop painting in the house all the time. Stop baking. Um, yeah, wise, comforters, joyful. That's who we are. That's who helpers are. That's who the Holy Spirit is. Can we get this? Can we get this? That God is this good? That Holy Spirit is in us and for us and speaks life to us, comforts us, encourages us, nurtures us. Moms are gifted with a lot of things. The love of God, the mothering love of God is written on our hearts. We don't ever have to be mothered on earth to know how to mother. You got to hear that, women, because I know... We hold back our giving of love because we think we need something first. And we do, but it's not from people on earth. The Holy Spirit is our mother and will teach us and lead us and guide us in all things. All things is all things. When I got pregnant with Hope, I was having a very honest conversation with God, and I was like, this is not the timeline I was thinking. I thought I would become this woman, I'd learn how to mother, I'd have this preparation, I'd be this person before I started ruining these little ones' lives. <laughs> right? If I just have enough control, if I just have enough of what I think I need for them to be successful, and God said something totally different, he had a totally different plan. He just pushed me right out there. Like, just jump off the cliff. And I've been flailing around ever since. <laughs> and he calls that success. Because I'm free-falling, completely dependent on the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And that is how God wants it. It's not how I want it. When I go rock climbing, I don't even trust the rope that's supposed to catch me when I jump off. I climb back down. I'm that person. Can you say trust issues? I'm not kidding. The first time I went, my friend was like, the best part is you jump off the top and you free fall. I was like, that rope's not going to catch me. I have like a conspiracy. Like, no, no. It could break. I could fall. The risk is not worth it. But that's how God has called me into mothering. And he has never, ever left me. We don't have to know what we're doing because we have the Holy Spirit who knows 
what we need and what those around us need. Mothering is all about being the person the people around you need. But a lot of times we get stuck looking at our needs, what we didn't get, and we never give. And we're called to give freely because we've re received freely. That, you know that scripture? We love because he first loved us. So we receive the love from God and then we give it away freely to those around us. That's how we mother the world around us. Not by becoming something, not by preparing, but by completely depending on God to lead us. So the three things I mentioned at the beginning, forgiveness, to be mothered, and to mother. I want to walk through those a little bit. To forgive, simply forgive, to release our heart from the bondage of unforgiveness, to mother, or to be mothered, to ask those around you to mother you. When you are in need, share it. Let people in, pull on each other's experiences. There's this idea that sometimes we have that mothers have to be older than us, but it doesn't work that way because we all have unique experiences and we all have something to offer. You can mother down to younger people, you can mother to people your same age, you can mother up to older people. Mothering is not a respecter of age. It just is the people around you. Male, female, kids, older people. Just pour that love of God out on the people around you. Oh wait, that was number three, to mother. I skipped it. To be mothered, you have to be humble and you have to be gracious. You have to not look at their mistakes or what they're not giving you, but be thankful for what they can give you, for where they are in their process. Because we're all growing. We're all, we are all learning how to receive that love from God and give it away. Amen? Be gracious. Don't hold people hostage with the hurts of your past and the needs that you think need to be met. Right? Right? Guilty right here. Has to look this way. Has to be this way. Just let people love you where they're at. It's, it's much more pleasant. So I want to I pray through these things. Shane's going to come up, and he's going to play the, play the keys for us. And then the band's going to come up in a little bit, and we're going to go back into worship. But I want to pray through these three things. I want to walk us through some forgiveness. We all have these ideas of what a mother should be. Can be honest? A mother should be this. A mother should do this. Right? Sometimes it's because we've experienced that love from a woman and it was great and we want it again. Sometimes it's because we saw it in a movie. Sometimes it's because we've imagined it. Anybody want to be honest? We get these ideas of how our needs need to be met. And and we hold people, we hold that against people, and it blocks out anything they have to offer us. Right? And, and our heart gets hardened, our heart gets bruised, our hope gets deferred, and we just get so locked out of being loved. Not just by the people around us, but by God too. This isn't just about being loved by women and, and having a healthy relationship with a mother. It's about learning how to receive the love of God. Because that's where it all starts. So I just want to pray over everyone's heart. And I just want you to invite the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Holy Spirit, come. I ask that you would highlight every dark place in our heart. Anywhere that we have 
an idea, a fantasy, a fantasy, a fantasy, a fantasy, come on, a fantasy of how someone else is supposed to meet our needs. Adult expectations are also called fantasies. We just release those to you, God. And we receive your grace, and we offer that grace to those around us. Any place in my heart that I have unforgiveness, God, I ask that you highlight that to me right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're meeting each person right where they have pain, right where they have heartache, right where they have a story where a mom was not there for them, right there where they felt abandoned, right there where they have a reality that's locking their heart up in bitterness and hatred, in offense, in unforgiveness. And I just want you to put your hand on your heart and I want you to say this out loud because in my experience, when I say it out loud, it's not that I become emotional, it's that I can sense what the Holy Spirit is saying and where I have offense, where I have unforgiveness. So God, I release and I forgive every woman who has hurt me. every woman who has taken without giving, every woman who has been self-seeking. I forgive myself for not modeling your love to the world. And I invite you, Holy Spirit, to mother me. I invite you into every place I have longing and need And I just want you to sit there for a minute. Ask Holy Spirit what your heart is longing for. And then put it before God. We trust you to meet our needs, God. We trust you that you will mother us. You will guide us. You will nurture us. You will heal us with your mothering love. We give you all our expectation. You're the only one who's big enough to hold it anyways. Yeah, I forgive every mother who failed you. I forgive every mother who has let you down. Yeah, I'm just going to speak as the, uh, the voice of the mother in your past. I, I'm sorry for letting you down. I'm sorry for not being there for you. I'm sorry for seeking my needs. I'm sorry for my selfishness. I'm sorry for my greed. I'm sorry for only seeing what I needed and not what you needed. Yeah, I feel like God's moving on that one big time. I'm sorry that I took care of myself and not you. I'm sorry for where I put you in unsafe situations because of my brokenness. 
I'm sorry that I let my brokenness take priority over your heart and your needs. I'm sorry for not modeling the Holy Spirit to you. I'm sorry for not growing when you needed me to grow. I'm sorry for not building you up when all you wanted was my encouragement. Yeah, and in that place, I want you to ask God how he sees your mother, how he sees that woman who hurt you, the woman who let you down. I just want you to get a fresh picture from God. How do you see this person, God, who hurt me? How do you see them? Because this is where compassion comes into our heart and really releases the person from punishment, where forgiveness really flows. God, I thank you that you love this woman. I thank you that you see her brokenness and you love her. You see how it hurt me. And there's still room for forgiveness. There's still room for compassion. Yeah, we just release every person who has hurt us from punishment and we offer them forgiveness. We offer them forgiveness. Not because of anything other than it's God's will. And we choose to align our will with God's. The thing I love about forgiveness is it's not dependent on our emotions. It's dependent on our agreement. Because if it was emotionally dependent, I'd be so locked up. Right? Any emotional people in here? It's just agreement-based. It's not faking it. It's just agreement. I'm just agreeing that God says his will is for us to forgive, and I'm going to tell my soul that we are going to will forgiveness. It's that simple. Might not feel easy, but it's simple. Yeah, and the last thing I want to pray over is to mother, to give that love away freely. So if you're sitting next to a woman, I just want you to put your hand on her. We're just going to pray over the women in the house, all these mothers, all these unique expressions of the love of God. The love of God is what we need, an encounter with the love of God, and that can flow through the people around us. So just pray for this person. We bless you to be the mother that God has called you to be. And we just say you are enough, right in your process, right in your mess, in the middle of your failures and your flailing around. You are enough, and you have so much to offer. You have so much to offer. The world needs the part of God that you carry. Heaven on, looks, heaven on earth looks like us loving each other. Fathers loving with the love of the Father and mothers loving with the love that comes from the Holy Spirit that teaches and leads and guides and comforts and nourishes. Now I want you to put your hand on your own heart. We're going to we're going to pray for our own hearts to go mother. And if you're a man, just pray for that your heart receives it again. Get a double dose. Yeah, I bless my heart to be courageous and to give what I have not been given. To go where I don't know how to go. I bless my heart to just free fall in complete dependence on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I just feel the peace and joy 
of God rush into you as you just give over and be dependent on God. How good that we don't have to have it figured out. How good that we don't have to be prepared. That our yes to the Holy Spirit is all the pe preparation we need. I don't know about you, but I hate meal planning. I hate that kind of preparation. It's too much. It's just too much. One meal at a time. That's all I got in me. And it might be cereal. I got no shame. I was all organic and perfect and green. And then I was like, I don't care. Go to bed. Just, I need an hour. I need a minute. Just a little, little aloneness. Um, Amber, you want to come up and sing over us? I don't want us to go into worship. I love closing in worship because it's an opportunity to go back in and to worship God and to feel the shift in our heart, to give him a different yes than we came in with. That's the whole thing, right? To come in and leave differently. But I like to worship before we do that, to give him that praise, to give him that thanks, to lift us up, to brush off the shame. Amen? Let's stand up. Let's go back into worship together. God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for the gift of mothering. I thank you that we are designed to long for mothering and we are designed to mother. We just bless your name. We bless your name. Let's put our hands up in just a posture of receiving. Holy Spirit, come. You can take down all the walls. You can take down all the things that I stand on because I just want a free fall. I want to live in complete dependence on you. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit cedarhousechurch.com.